Happy Mother's Day, everyone. I hope you are all having a great day so far. Um, like I said, my name is Emily, and the person that you usually see up here is Josiah, and he is my husband. So in case you haven't put the two and two together, we are married to each other. And we have been here um, at River of Life Long Prairie for almost two years, which is crazy, um, especially because when we came, we were not expecting, and I'm sure none of us were expecting to be um, new or being here in the middle of a pandemic. It was kind of, it's been kind of crazy. Um, and so because of that, because we had a big break um, from us meeting, I'm still meeting a lot of you. There are a lot of people here that I don't know because most Sundays um, are, I'm busy corralling our three children. So um, just before I start, I just want to share a little bit about me just because, um, like I said, I don't know a lot of you super well. Um, you might not know me super well, but um, I actually volunteer here as the youth pastor, um, so that students grades six through 12. Um, so speaking to adults is kind of new. So if I, um, you know, it's gonna, it's, this is crazy. This is new territory for me, but that's awesome. Um, and uh, just a little bit about me. I love to read. I love reading. It's so much fun. Um, I honestly, I just love to learn new things. I am the person who loves trivia. I love, I love like random facts, like random like dorky historical facts and things like that. I just love that stuff. Um, I love to watch documentaries. Um, in most of my adult life, I've worked um, in the cosmetics industry, so like makeup and skincare. So that is totally a hobby for me. Um, it's a really fun hobby that I like to do. Um, with that being said, I'm going to give myself a little plug. Prom, prom makeup, anyone? So next year when prom rolls around, um, let me know if you need anyone. Um, but all right, enough about me. We're done. We're done with me. Uh, but we just finished a series called From Me to We, and it's been awesome. Um, we've explored what it means to be a church family, what it um, not just coming to church, but what it actually means to be a part of this church family. And if you missed any of that, I just really want to encourage you guys, check out those messages. They were awesome. Um, you can see them. We, you can see them on our River of Life. It's River of Life MN. Um, that's our YouTube channel. You can always watch it there. We record all of our messages. And then you can also, we have a podcast as well. So wherever you get your podcasts, um, we have a River of Life Long Prairie podcast. So you can check it out there. All right, so it is Mother's Day, and what I am speaking about today is really important to us moms, um, but honestly, it's important to all of us. So I just really want to encourage you, if you're here and you're not a mom, please don't check out because what I have today is also for you. Um, and Mo Mother's Day is such a special day, and it's more, it's more than just special for the moms. It's special for all the grandmas, the aunties, the foster moms, the spiritual moms, the moms who have been there for people um, who aren't their kids even. Um, and you as moms, you guys always, um, you deserve so much honor and so much recognition um, for, all what, for all that you do. Um, you're always sacrificing, you're always working for the kids you love. And I always think of my own mom um, on Mother's Day. Um, she lives in the city, so I don't get to see her a whole lot. But um, and just how much hard work and how much sacrifice um, that she put into raising me, and then I have three younger sisters. So she sacrificed, I just think so much of how she sacrificed so much of her own wants and her own needs for us. So she's awesome. I love her so much. I hope she's watching this. I hope she can, <laughs> I hope she can hear what I'm saying. But um, we're going to get ready for God to speak to us today. It's going to be awesome. I'm really excited. Um, 
And it's just, it's super important for the moms in the room, but it's also, it's important for all of us. So today we are going to be reading from the book of Luke. And um, the book of Luke is the third of the four gospels or the accounts of Jesus's life here on earth. And so our passage is going to be found um, in Luke chapter 10. And if you have your Bibles, please turn to Luke chapter 10. Otherwise, it will be on the screen. But before I, before I continue, I just want to point out, I have a row of some teenagers over here. Um, and I just want to point them out, sorry guys, because they come every Wednesday and every Sunday and they bring their Bibles and they bring journals and they bring pens and they are taking notes diligently. So I just want to encourage you, I think we can all learn a lot from them. I don't bring my Bible and my notebook every single week, so I know I need to learn from them, but they are always here. They're ready to learn. They're always sitting on the edge of their seat, like ready for God to speak to them. So just a little challenge for us adults in the room. I would encourage you guys, bring your Bible, bring a journal that you can write down. You literally never have to look at those notes again, but just the act of writing it down really helps kind of get it into our memory. So follow their example. Um, we can always follow example of people that are younger than us. So I just want to point them out. They're awesome. Um, but anyway, like I said, our passage is Luke 10, and we're going to start in verse 38. So if you are able, please stand as we read. We just want to show respect and honor to God's word as we dig in today. So Luke 10, 38, and we'll read through 42, and it says this. As Jesus and the disciples continued on their way to Jerusalem, they came to a certain village where a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. Her sister Mary sat at the Lord's feet, listening to what he taught. But Martha was distracted by the big dinner she was preparing. She came to Jesus and said, Lord, it doesn't seem fair to you. It doesn't it seem unfair to you that my sister just sits here while I do all the work. Tell her to come and help me. But the Lord said to her, my dear Martha, you are worried and upset over all these details. There is one thing worth being concerned about. Mary has discovered it, and it will not be taken away from her. God, I just um, ask that you would speak to us today through your word. Um, Lord, just give me the words to say, um, but more than anything, God, I just pray that you will speak to each of our hearts today as we um, kind of dig into this passage. We love you, Jesus. In your name we pray. Amen. All right, you can take a seat. Like I said, I, I need to take a lot of water breaks. All right, so my day job, I am a stay-at-home mom. Um, Josiah and I, like you have probably seen, we have three little kids. Um, we have Reuben, who is six. Um, he's in kindergarten this year. We have Arvid, who is five. So yes, we have a six-year-old and a five-year-old. And then Junie is two, um, and she is extremely stubborn and extremely strong-willed. And like I said before, I'm probably most easily recognizable um, just like chasing our three kids around the sanctuary, or not even the sanctuary, out there in the foyer um, on Sundays, making sure they're not drinking too much orange drink. I'm sure a lot of you know that they are constantly just asking whatever adult is available, <laughs> whatever adult is in the vicinity, can you fill my cup? Um, or making sure our five-year-old son, he has food allergies, so I'm always trying to check, make sure he's not eating anything he's allergic to. Um, and my days are pretty crazy, too. My days are filled with a lot of butt wiping, 
Um, all the parents in the room are like, yes, I totally get it. Um, I make meals, I'm doing laundry, I'm vacuuming. And this is crazy to maybe some of us, but I do, I try to vacuum. It doesn't happen. It's, I'm getting worse at it. But I try to vacuum every day because our kids are literally that, <laughs> that messy with their food. Um, and our floors really need it. But um, those are just kind of like the essentials, I feel like, of my day. But I'm also, on top of that, I also want to try to be present with my kids. So there's that kind of conundrum that goes into that too. I read to them, I'm teaching them new skills, um, interacting with them, disciplining them, um, and all the parents in the room are like, yes, I totally get it. There's so much of that. And so not only that, but I have my own kind of things I like to do too for myself. Um, I have my own things I like to do. I like to read. I want to watch TV sometimes that isn't Disney Plus or whatever the heck the kids are watching. I want to spend time with my friends. I want to get away from my kids sometimes too. And life is just busy. And I'm sure that resonates with a lot of us, not just the parents in the room. That resonates with everyone, whether you're a student, whether you parent and you work outside of the home too, whether you um, don't have kids in your house but you're working um, outside the home. Um, it's, life is busy for all of us in so many different ways. That's just kind of an example of how my life is super, super busy. Um, and I think sometimes the piece that we forget the most is what about our relationship with Jesus? What about um, doing that? Where does that kind of fit in to the busyness of our lives? Um, and I think of all the sacrificial things that moms do for people all day long, and that people do, um, honestly, for people all day long. Um, we work so hard worrying about everything and everyone in our lives that a lot of times we end up pushing our own needs to the wayside. Um, and sometimes when we're, I'm talking about like our own needs, our relationship with Jesus, our faith, our spiritual growth gets ignored. Um, and this happens to a lot of us, like I said, even those who aren't moms, life gets super busy with work, uh, making sure people around us have their needs met, um, leisure time. Obviously, we need to relax sometimes. We can't just be go, go, go all the time. And even serving in the church, where a lot of us are really busy um, volunteering our time in the church. And today, I was, or as I was preparing for this message this week, um, I was reading just kind of like a commentary on our passage for today, and a quote um, really stuck out to me, and I'm just going to paraphrase it, but um, it says, when things get busy, usually the first thing to go is our time with Jesus. That's going to be the first thing that often goes, and that's huge for us as followers of Jesus. If you are a Christian, your top priority should be your relationship with Jesus, and so often, I think we're focused on doing things for Jesus instead of being with him. And so I have this huge balance with, or this huge issue with balance in my life. And um, honestly, I'm sure a lot of you guys do too. That's just, I think that's just life in general. And so we're going to take a look again, like, at our scripture passage. And I just want to pull out a few things from it and just kind of take a look at what's going on. So back to Luke 10 starting in verse 38. Um, it says, As Jesus and the disciples continued on their way to Jerusalem, they came to a certain village where a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. Her sister Mary sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he taught. So I think when we see Mary kind of sitting at Jesus's feet, a lot of times we're imagining, at least this is me, and maybe this isn't you, I'm imagining like her almost like fawning on like him. It's almost just like adoration, almost like like a fangirl type, you know, thing. Like she's just like, oh my gosh, it's Jesus. Um, and 
I think that's, that's like typically kind of what I imagine is happening there. She's just so enthralled with Jesus. Um, but actually, um, that isn't quite what is happening in this story. Um, in the Jewish culture of this time, to sit at a teacher's feet, and you got to remember, at this time, people were seeing Jesus. They didn't know for sure if he was God, if he was God's son. There's a lot of people who weren't sure, but they saw him at that time. A lot of people, um, whether he was God's son or not, um, in people's perception, we obviously now know he is. Um, but a lot of people saw him as a teacher. And so when Mary, or when Mary is positioning herself there at a teacher's feet, um, in that culture, that meant that you were their disciple and that you were learning from them. So we see Mary positioning herself as a disciple, learning from her teacher. And we actually see an example of this in Acts 22.3 when the Apostle Paul is kind of talking about his own training as a teacher or in um, Hebrew, a rabbi, um, under a man called Gamaliel. And Paul says in this verse, he says, I received my education here in this city, and I studied at the feet of Gamaliel. In some translations, it will say, I've studied under Gamaliel. Um, so I think that's really important. As we see, that's kind of radical at that time. Um, that was a radical thing for a woman to kind of be positioning herself as a disciple of Jesus. So that's something that Martha, honestly, is probably not super happy about in general. Um, and then if we continue on back to Luke 10 in verse 40, it says, but Martha was distracted by the big dinner she was preparing. So keep in mind that Martha is doing something important. It's not like she's just, you know, like, oh my gosh, I need to just randomly make this meal. No, she's probably feeding Jesus, his 12 disciples, and who knows how many people are coming to hear Jesus teach. It's not just, um, she's just not just making Jesus this little meal. She's making a meal for a huge group of people. Um, so keep that in mind, that what she's doing is not necessarily bad. What she's doing is not necessarily not essential. Um, and if we continue, it says, but she came to Jesus and said, Lord, doesn't it seem unfair to you that my sister just sits here while I do all the work? Tell her to come and help me. But the Lord said to her, my dear Martha, you are worried and upset over all these details. There is only one thing worth being concerned about. Mary has discovered it and it will not be taken away from her. And as we're kind of wrapping up this um, this passage, um, I think the craziest part of all that we really need to kind of recognize of what's happening here is that Martha's probably not only mad that she's the one kind of doing all the work, but she's most likely mad that her sister has kind of entered almost this man's space in the house. And in the culture of this time in the Middle East, and in a lot of Middle Eastern cultures even now today, um, women and men didn't socialize with each other. Um, there was the women's kind of area in the house that they had friends over. All the women would go into the kitchen and help prepare the meal or just socialize um, while the hostess was preparing the meal. Um, and the men would kind of socialize in a different room. It was very separate. Men and women did not really socialize outside of their like marital relationship. Um, and there were very, very defined boundaries um, between the spaces of men and women. And um, in this passage, we see Mary doing something extremely radical. And she has broken this boundary, this cultural taboo, um, and placed herself at the feet of Jesus with the other men 
or with the men in the room learning from him as a disciple. That, in that time, would have been like crazy cultural taboo, which would have been like a total no-no. So not only is Martha probably mad that she's having to do this meal by herself and then her sister isn't helping her, but she's like, Mary, what are you doing? This is like shameful what you are doing. And Martha expects Jesus to chastise Mary and be like, get back in the kitchen. What are you doing out here? And instead, Jesus affirms her and her willingness to learn from him and allows her to stay with the others in the room learning from him, which I think is really cool. It's kind of separate from really what we're talking about, but I just think it's super cool that Jesus affirms um, women even in this time where that would have been like a total no-no. So now we've kind of explored this passage a little bit more, but what does that even just mean for us today? Because obviously that's not the case anymore. We have men and women in the room together, sitting together, learning um, about God's word together. But what does that mean for us as, as moms, but as other people too in Long Prairie, Minnesota? What does that mean? And um, I just kind of pulled out some really important things that just really stuck out to me. And my first point would be, Serving anyone, including Jesus, at the expense of your relationship with Jesus will stunt your spiritual growth. And I want to emphasize, serving is not a bad thing. We obviously need to put others before ourselves a lot of time. Many areas of our life require that. Um, If you have young kids, you can expect them to do everything. You need to do things for them. Um, Whether that's so, whether that's at home, whether that's at work, whether that's Um, At church, we obviously really need volunteers to serve in our areas here at church. But I think the problem arises is when we are way too focused on serving and doing that we put aside our relationship with Jesus, that we're filling our time with doing stuff for Jesus that we forget even to spend time with him. And this might be kind of hard for some of us, and I just want to... and just have you think about it for a moment, that many of us, um, myself included, spend a lot of time serving um, in our church. And I love that. I think that's awesome. We need people to serve, like I said. But if you are spending every single Sunday serving, that you find yourself only coming to church on the weeks that you serve, or that you can't remember the last time you even got to sit in the service, I would take a step back and just start evaluating, reevaluating, where am I at? Am I spending too much time doing, 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 and not enough time actually learning from God's word? And I think for me, my struggle, my biggest struggle is coming more from my time at home. I am constantly putting the needs of my kids, of my family, um, before my relationship with Jesus. And these are obviously all essentials. Like I said, I'm doing laundry. Without me, there would be no clean clothes. I, you'll notice I didn't put dishes on there. I don't really do the dishes. That's Josiah's job. Um, but there are a lot of things that I need to do at home that are so important, that are essential for our family to function. But I am constantly putting the needs of my kids and my family before my relationship with Jesus. And even my relaxation time. Yes, I get a break. I give myself breaks and relax. But I'm usually just turning on the TV and doing something that way, not actually taking time to spend time with Jesus. And 
I like to use my kids or my lack of time, my busyness, as an excuse that I don't t spend enough time in prayer and that I don't spend enough time reading the Bible, um, being with Jesus. And I hear this a lot. And moms, I just want to speak in this moment directly to you. And this might, be, this might hurt and this might be kind of a lot, but your kids should not be an excuse for you not spending time with Jesus. And I'm there. I do that all the time. And I cannot tell you how many sermons and how many Bible studies I've been to that are specifically geared towards moms where I have been told, the speaker said, it's okay that you don't have enough time to pray. It's okay that you don't have enough time to read the Bible. It's okay that you let your kids take up all this time. You know, someday when your kids grow up, someday you'll have the time to read the Bible. Well, here's the deal. You probably won't because you didn't practice it. And guess what? Life doesn't stop being busy just because your kids grow up. You can always fill your time with other things. And I want to tell you now, it's, it's not okay. Like, I know that might be hard for some of us to hear, but it's not okay to use our kids as an excuse, and it's not okay for me to do that, because I, I, seriously, I do that all the time. I'm so busy. I'm so tired. I don't have time for Jesus, but no, it's not okay. We do have time, and we can make time. We can get up even 10 minutes before our kids uh, get up and spend time with Jesus. Kids sleep. The TV is an awesome babysitter. The TV is an awesome favorite. I am not ashamed that I use the TV. If I need to get something done, here, kids, here, Disney Plus, there you go, enjoy. Guys, the TV is an awesome babysitter. You have time to just leave the pile of laundry, stop doing dishes, and just spend time with the one who loves you more than anyone else, the one who died for you. You have time. Pop in some headphones and put on some worship music. Or put it on so your kids can listen to you worship, too. Um, listen to the Bible if you need to. I don't know if you know, but the YouVersion app is awesome. It's free, and it has um, the Bible. And they actually have, um, I love it. I, they literally have the Bible in several different transla translations recorded. So if I'm like, I really have zero time to sit down and read the Bible, guess what? I can just pop in my headphones and I can listen to it, or I can play it on a speaker so my kids can hear it too. Um, if you just seriously start by taking 10 minutes of your day, start creating this habit in your day where you can sit down and spend time in the presence of Jesus and spend time learning from him. Your kids are not an excuse for you not to be growing in your relationship with Jesus. And everybody else, you are not off the hook either. This is not just to the moms and to the parents in the room. But your busyness, your work, your schedule, your serving even in church is not an excuse for you not spending time with Jesus. We all have time to spend time in God's presence. For some of us, that might be our commute. I know a lot of people who are like, I literally commute and I go to sleep. If you need to put in some music, put in some worship music, spend time praying. I Honestly, I think if I prayed more when I drive, I'd probably be a less angry driver. <laughs> if I prayed more when I drive, if I listened to more worship music, none of us, we do not have an excuse. Um, God has called us as followers of Jesus to sacrifice things for him, and I just think of so many times where I choose not to. And here's another um, kind of I don't know, curveball, hold on. 
is for anyone who maybe is a pastor in this room, I know we have a few pastors in this room, people who desire to be a pastor, this is another one, studying for a message or studying for a curriculum is not the same thing as spending time with Jesus. I, my time preparing for this message was not my devotional time because I was too busy reading, studying, trying to put something together. Did I pray and ask God to speak to me? Yes. But this is separate than my personal devotion time with Jesus. It's not the same thing. And just like serving others, it's a good thing. It's something that needed to happen. But it's not the same thing as getting on your knees and listening for the, to the voice of Jesus. It's, and I would encourage you to don't make it just be at church on Sundays. Don't make Sundays be the only time that you are hearing from Jesus. But also, just the same, don't make being at home the only time you hear from Jesus. It is important for us to hear and learn either at home and on Sundays in church. Our, and then finally, um, serving others is a response to spending time with Jesus. When we are just blindly serving and doing and filling up our schedules with as much kind of church activity or just giving of ourselves for other people of, at all time, we aren't taking the time to become spiritually in tune with God's voice and see what even God wants us to be doing in the first place. Our service, our work, our putting others' needs before our own needs to be a response to our time with Jesus if I am just serving blindly without first praying, I'm not always in the spot or place that God wants me to be in. So maybe he has been trying to get your attention and you've been too busy by not stopping just for a little bit what you're doing and listen to him. Maybe he has something different for you and you haven't taken the time to stop and listen. And I find myself serving better and being a better mom when I have spent time, when I allow my service towards my kids and towards the church be a response, become this like outflow of my time with Jesus. I find myself having a better attitude when I'm serving. I'm not as grumpy about it. And um, it's because I've taken the time to learn how I should be acting as a follower of Jesus. And then I can apply that to my life. And I'm coming up on with a big change in my life. I'm actually going back to school this year. Um, and I'm adding this other thing to my plate. I, at this point, I really don't have a whole lot that's leaving my plate. I'm adding things to my plate. And I'm realizing that more than ever, I need to find myself at the feet of Jesus, learning from him and spending time with him. Or I am seriously, I'm never going to make it. I'm never going to be able to do it without him. I'm going to have a bad attitude and I'm not going to be able to handle it. So I'm going to have Carrie just come up, and she's just going to play piano as we start to close, as we kind of have our response time. And church family, we need to find balance in our busy lives. I know we all have busy lives. And whether you're a mom or not, you have, you have busyness in your life. And it's not all bad stuff. Like I said, it's stuff that's good. It's stuff that we're serving other people. It's essential things that we need to survive. But we are going to stunt the growth of our relationship with Jesus if we do not put the busyness aside for just a portion of our day and spend time at the feet of Jesus. So I really, I don't know where you're at today. Maybe you are like not struggling with this and that's great. Maybe, but maybe you're a person who just loves to serve. You love to do. That's something that's um, life-giving even to you. And I know a lot of people who... Um, 
put other people's needs before their own day in and day out. But you are going to burn out so quickly if you don't take time to get filled back up by Jesus. So I just want to encourage you guys, if you have not been devoting time in your week to reading the Bible and praying, schedule it out. It's really easy just to be like, yeah, I'll do it. Yeah, I'll try to do it. I'll find time throughout my day. It's not going to happen. Like if I just say, oh yeah, I'll find some time today. No, I'm not going to take the time, I promise you, to um, actually like put all my distractions aside. I need to schedule it. Maybe that means waking up a little bit earlier. Maybe that means stay-at-home parents. Maybe it is easier for you to, um, during nap time or um, TV time, to read the Bible. Maybe you need to um, get that version app on your phone and put some headphones in. Schedule it out because it is never going to happen. It is going to be forgotten in the midst of your busy life. And maybe right now you are serving in multiple areas of our church, and I think that's awesome. But I... Maybe you need to just reevaluate. Doesn't mean you get rid of things, but maybe you just need to reevaluate and ask yourself, when was the last time you were in here for the church service? Or do you only come to church on the Sundays when you're serving? We need to take time sitting at the feet of Jesus. And Sunday morning service is an awesome place for that. We actually have even a prayer time before our Sunday morning service that starts at 915. And it's an awesome time just to take some personal time to pray. We have worship music going on. um, And also we do have prayer time um, once a month, the first Sunday of every month at 6 o'clock to 7 o'clock where we just pray. So maybe you need to take some time sitting at the feet of Jesus to learn from God's word, what he has for you, how we need to be acting as Christians, how we need to live as followers of Jesus. So take that time. Don't let your busy schedule crowd that out. I would love for everyone just to bow your heads and close your eyes if you're, if, um, and not nobody looking around. I usually have to say that for the teenagers, but I think you guys got it. Nobody looking around, but when I just wanted you to ask yourselves these questions. When was the last time you spent time with Jesus on your own at home? How often does that happen in your life? When was the last time you came to church just to be in the presence of Jesus, not just because you were on the schedule? Moms, when was the last time you ignored the pile of dishes or laundry Trust me, I feel you. I have a massive pile of laundry on my couch right now. But when was the last time you ignored that for just 30 minutes to spend time in prayer or read your Bible? So I just want us to just take a moment of silence, just a couple moments just to, between you and God, just to ask these questions. When was the last time that you really spent time at the feet of Jesus learning from him? So we're just going to take a couple moments. And um, while you're reflecting, I'm just going to have Josiah just come up quick.
It's funny, I find myself sometimes in moments like this thinking, okay, there's probably enough time. I can move on. I've got other stuff to do today. And even just in these moments where I should be just kind of spending some time with Jesus, it's like I want to schedule it and then I want to move on. Like that was the allotted time. This is so good because so often things are going wrong and I'm sitting there, I'm like, God, where are you? You're like all these different things. And when I take a step back, I realize that the foundational pieces of just spending time, abundant time with Jesus is usually lacking in those same moments. And when it comes to serving, just kind of putting the cart before the horse of I'm going to serve, I'm going to serve, I'm going to serve, and that's what I do for Jesus. Instead of spending time with Jesus, and out of that abundant relationship, having this desire to then turn around and serve. I want to do this as we kind of close. Uh, It's Mother's Day. And I understand that for some people in the room, today might be a really difficult day. And maybe the people around you understand or know that. Maybe they don't. Maybe maybe your mom is no longer with you. And Mother's Day rolls around and it brings some pain. Or maybe this relationship with your mom was really never even very existent. Maybe, maybe you've desired throughout your life to be a mom and it just hasn't happened. And Mother's Day comes around and maybe even this morning you were sitting there saying, I don't really want to go to church. I don't want to hear about a bunch of stuff having to do with moms because I'm struggling with this. Uh, understand that I, I don't know the, the pain that you're going through, but we care about you and we, we recognize that, there, that this day can be incredibly painful for some people. And in a moment here, I want to pray for all the moms in the room, but I also just want to pray for all of the, the pain and potential hurt and baggage that goes with things like Mother's Day, Father's Day, when those have not lived up to our hopes and our, our desires, our, our expectations. Um, knowing that we can always find comfort in God. So what I would love this morning is, um, can, we, can we stand across the room? And if you have someone uh, here with you today that is a mother, uh, as I just kind of close us in prayer, I'd love for you just kind of gather around that person. Emily, why don't you come back up so I can just kind of be with you. Dave, feel free to go up and be with Carrie. <laughs> But if, you, if there is a mother in the room that you're wanting to do that with, otherwise, can, can we just kind of together uh, just be in prayer during this as we close the service today? So, God, I just I, I thank you for all of the moms, Lord, in the room, all the moms in our lives. God, I thank you for the sacrifices that they've made, Lord, for the things that they have done uh, just to kind of make a difference. Lord, all the times that they have set their own personal desires and hopes and things aside, uh, Lord, for the, for, the, for the sake of others. 
God, and it's such a great example of your love that sent you to the cross. You put aside what you wanted, and instead, you put your life on the line for us. God, and I, I also lift up everyone in the room, Lord, that maybe today is a painful day um, for various reasons. God, I pray right now, Lord, that you would just comfort them. Lord, that your hand would just be on them, that they would feel your presence, that in the midst of a day that is difficult, God, that they would be able to look to you, to point to you, and still find peace and find joy and comfort in a situation where there shouldn't be any of that. But God, they're, they're finding it because they are just focusing on you. So, Lord, we thank you for, for all of the moms. Lord, we thank you just for everybody uh, in this room today. God, I pray that you would go with us this week, uh, that you would just kind of um, lead us as we go into our lives. God, that we would be intentional in setting aside time to spend with you, to focus on you, and that we would never feel guilty about that. Lord, whatever it is that we set aside to spend time with you, it, it needs to be in second place compared to you. So God, I pray that that's what we would do this week, Lord, that we would just make that time. Lord, we ask this in your name. Amen.